I've been doing this thing lately where I have started to just be a person who is late. <laughs> just yeah. a person who is chronically late. Not not to work because I have <laughs> retained some dignity. Yeah. But like I did it to my oncologist the other day. Ooh. And I think <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I called it a flex and I stand by that. But I I just and this is going to sound like really bad, like depressive kind of, but like I wake up in the morning on my days off. I know I have to be somewhere. I know I have to do something. And I'm like, instead of what I usually would do, which is like, you know, how much time do I need to get ready? Plus how much time do I need to get there? Plus I want to be 15 minutes early. Plus what if something goes wrong? So add 30 minutes. I'm like to the second when do I have to start getting ready? When do I have to leave the house? To the yeah. second. And then yeah. I, I like way low ball it. Like it's going to take way more time than I think. And then while I'm in it, I am completely aware that I'm taking too much time getting ready. I'm taking too much time. Like I'm doing unnecessary steps. Yeah. I'm like, I'm supposed to be there in five minutes. Let's do a nice bold lip. <laughs> and I'm wearing a mask to my oncologist anyways. Like what am I doing? I don't know. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy because breast cancer is boring, but we and you are interesting. I love it. Welcome to our show. Thank you for listening. I'm preemptively thanking people for listening. I'm assuming you are all going to hang out throughout this whole thing, which you really, really should. Um, Lauren is out today. So if you come exclusively for Lauren, I totally understand. And you may leave now without judgment. But just know if you do leave now, you're going to miss out because it's going to be a good episode. And I have a special guest co-host Susie Bidiscombe. You got it right. And it's funny because I'm waving. I did? But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, like, it's a very long last name. I've counted. It's 11 letters. But it's nice. like one of those, like, it's just easy to say. It just it, it instills a lot of fear in people. <laughs> it's, like, intimidating when you look at it as a whole. Yeah. But it, it is just said how it looks. So that is comforting. It is. It is. I like, very... I like that about it. Yeah. So hi. Yeah. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Cheers. What are you drinking? I I have a canned like gin mule. Ooh. Are they yeah. good? You know, because yeah, like sometimes dude. those like canned drinks are like malt. It, not. Yes. They're like too like thick and syrupy. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. one is really, really good. I got it at Whole Foods. It's the can. I don't know what brand it is, but the can mm -hmm. is like dark. It's like a dark, like a black or a really dark blue or something. And mm -hmm. it's like matte. And it it tells you like what gin it uses, which I think that's Ooh. cool. And it's like yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's just what the ingredients are for the cocktail. Yeah. There's no like weirdness to it or words I don't know. Yeah, so here's like, so hi, I live in North Carolina and um, <laughs> we we don't sell alcohol in grocery stores and 
I know. Yes. Oh, we have beer and so wine, sad. which is so good, you know, but yeah. like, yeah, you know, I grew up on the West Coast, so, you know, you go to Trader Joe's and you can buy some like really good gin and tequila, you don't get yeah. that here. And you so, don't get it there. You know, really I'm drinking LaCroix. La I'm v- being very, Ooh. you know, millennial. Nice. I mean, this is this is yeah. limoncello flavor, so it has like a little hint of vanilla. Mm. <laughs> That's very like international of you, limoncello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. You know, very Italian. <laughs> very like. I knew yes. I had you on here for a reason. Okay. <laughs> so like my pinky's up. Even <laughs> I see that. I see that. And I raise you my pinky. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Cheers, my dear. We begin the episode like we begin every episode with announcements. The first announcement is maybe the pandemic is ending because you're going on a cruise. <laughs> it's one of the safest ways to travel. <laughs> <laughs> the open air, the sea. And the very the, stringent guidelines. Seriously, very stringent guidelines. Very stringent. What are the, like, what are you having to do in order to do this cruise? So you have to have proof of vaccination. If your kid is okay. vaccinated, then they have to get tested the day of. Um, wow. And then everyone has to get tested two days before you go on the cruise. And okay. I think that's it. And then, you know, you know, have to wear, I think you still have to wear masks. At least the kids do. And obviously wash your hands, all the buffet places. You got a server serving you. So they say it's one oh, of the safest like... ways. Yeah. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I masking. Okay. The CDC guidelines are a great place to start. Like mm-hmm. my anxiety is still pretty high. I don't know if my anxiety is matching what is necessary yeah. in this current pandemic, I'm not sure. And I always have to like kind of gauge that. Um, but clearly, you know, get vaxxed, wear a mask, and, like, try to relax. But there are places where I'm definitely wearing a mask and places where I am not. Yes. So at work, obviously I'm wearing a mask. In Target, I think I'm the last person in the world to wear a mask. I went, like, two days ago to Target, and I wore a mask the whole time, and nobody yeah. else was wearing a mask. But I was like, same thing, hi, everybody. Same thing. I'm that weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I just, it's the, it's the anxiety for me. Oh, when yeah. I go to get my hair done, because it's just me and the person doing my hair in there, and, like, maybe one other stylist who's coming in to do something else, and I know she's vaccinated and I'm vaccinated, for the first time, Last week when I got my hair done, I did not wear a mask. And I was like, I I felt like some kind of wild thing. I just <laughs> felt like I am breaking all the rules. Oh, man. Rebel. Like, oh, I'm a rebel. Yeah, I'm a rebel. <laughs> and then, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, God, like, sweating it out. Like, I hope I feel okay in a couple days. Anyway, yeah, my anxiety no. is, like, still very high. And I look forward to reducing that ever so slightly day by day as we transition away from a pandemic that is specific to COVID and focus on all the other pandemics going on. Like, (laughs) 
you know, gender equality and um, <laughs> continuing on with announcements. Um, we have on an upcoming, we have some like great episodes coming. Like people, Honestly. you don't even know. Coming up, we are going to be doing a podcast with the Queer Money Podcast, the Debt Free Guys. And we are mm-hmm. going to be talking about all things money. Specific to, if I can drag it out of them, how do you save money for future and try to plan for like maybe getting cancer again if you're me and think about how financially you can take that on versus preventing yourself from spending all the money you have right now because time is of the essence and you could be dead tomorrow. Like I really don't know how to like marry those two. So I'm going to hopefully uh, get some good advice from the debt-free guys if you listening have money questions any money question that you feel like these guys can answer, do send us a DM on Instagram um, or leave it in a review on Apple Podcasts and we will ask them when they're on the show. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, and this was probably something I could have done before we started recording, but why, you know? (laughs) Why? I had the outline. It was there. I prompted myself to do it. And then I was like, no, no, thank you. Um... Oh, we do have a new review. Yes. God, I love you people who leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Like, I love you. I know. I love you. Are they the I really like the one that you read last week? I was like, <laughs> Adventure Makes Funny. Like, just amazing. Just amazing. Okay, we we have a new one from Kim Kim 72 And they say, thank you for being here. I used you as my group therapy during my treatment since I'm not much for talking, but I loved hearing relatable stories. I'm also a nurse and was diagnosed at the height of COVID while working in the COVID ICU. Oh, my God. The transition to patient was rough, but you guys kept me laughing and able to maintain hope. I'm done with treatment, but still love listening. And your breast cancer commercial this week really hit home. Thank you. Oh, Kim Kim, I feel you. I feel you as a nurse who has to be a patient. I I just like, I feel you as someone who hates, who loves to talk. Actually, I love to talk, but I, therapy is a struggle for me. It is, <laughs> I don't love doing it. I hate it because I feel like, and this is not true. This is probably like a thought distortion on my end, but I feel like they just love when I cry. Every time I cry in therapy, I'm like, oh, you just like get off on this, don't you? You know, I am still, I haven't gotten a chance to cry in therapy yet. We're working on it. How I do know. you not? I, Girl, I cried. This is why I Before I started therapy. therapy <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But I, I just, I had no idea I was going to do it because I'm not a crier. Like, I'm not a crier. I'm not a crier. Yeah. I'm like, I'm strong. <laughs> Anyway, ugh, I sound so toxic. Anyway, I sat down with the person and we did like a meeting before therapy to see like if we were a good fit mm-hmm. and like to just kind of talk through like a consultation or whatever. I cried the whole fucking time during that. This was pre-cancer, by the way. So like just imagine when I got cancer and like all those hormones get like, it's just, I hate it. Anyway, Kim Kim 72 Thank you for the review. Also, thank you for mentioning the breast ca- the breast cancer commercial that I did because <laughs> it took me a really like oddly long time to get that like to where I really liked it and I was just like 
somebody better laugh at this. Like I need it. So it was just knowing... so perfect though. It was. Okay. You good. did an am- it was you. I wanted it to be so perfect. I'm s- I'm so thirsty for like <laughs> compliments on that one. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Thank you, Kim Kim72. Um on today's episode, I've already introduced you, but I'm gonna do it again because you're not only my co-host this week. You're also my very special guest. Um, you're an artist, a mama, a fellow esteemed deep flap reconstruction recipient, which we will talk about, <laughs> an Etsy shop proprietor, a yoga instructor, an Instagram sensation, and all around cool dude, Susie Bitterscombe. That's my best Oprah. Welcome. I was going to say, I got an Oprah intro. You got an Oprah. <laughs> yeah, everybody deserves one, especially Yay. you. Hi. Welcome, 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 and please tell us about yourself. Give us a primer. So, um, my name is Susie, and I am from North Carolina, although I was born on the West Coast, and I like to pride myself on that because, again, I'm in a Southern state, so yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yay. And, yeah. And like you mentioned, I am a mama. I have a nine-year-old kid, and I have three dogs, and mm. and a turtle, and a parakeet, and oh I know, right? I have people. I have parents. Wow. It's funny. They're like, "You have three dogs," and look at them. I'm like, "Yeah, but I only have one kid." Aha. <laughs> the system <laughs> anyways um so yeah I also am I like calling myself a creative because an artist sounds so like pretentious but like I'm a creative okay. so you're a creative I draw and I draw and I I sew and I laser oh. cut and I <gasps> everything pretty much do you have a cricket what those oh, things wait. that like we don't have a cricket. We have a brother, which is a vinyl cutter, but oh. we also have a glowforge, which is legit like laser, like yeah. I'm oh trying, wow. Like a I laser know. laser? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I love lasers to make things, but I also love lasers like on my body. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They hurt, yeah. but they get the job done. You know what? One thing that always bothered me about lasers. What? It's such a cool idea. Like lasers. Like, oh. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. But why is it spelt with an S and not a Z? Because a Z is a very cool. I don't know. Yes. Z is cool. You it's know? objectively S- very cool. Yeah. So a laser gun, like in sci-fi, a laser, like let's hit them with our lasers. Is that with a Z? I don't know. Or is that also an S? I mean, I would figure now I'm like pulling up my phone. Laser yeah, gun. I know. I think. Just got to Google this. Like, I think laser tag is with a Z. No. No. It's it with, is an, with S? an S? Yeah. So everyone is just like totally screwing this up. <laughs> it's a huge, that's a, that's a missed opportunity. If I ever write a sci-fi novel, <laughs> it's just a funny thing to say. 
Uh, but if, <laughs> if I do, I will have laser weapons and laser magic, and it'll be with a Z. Yeah. And that's how you that's know. That's the laser magic is with a Z, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> we'll make that happen. <laughs> All right, lasers. So we're, yeah. So where were we? Um, oh, here. Do 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 do. And I am a yoga instructor. I yeah. I want to take a yoga class from you. It's fun. That would be I fun. Do I do a good job. I bet you do. I bet you yeah. do. I bet you like. There's a specific kind of yoga teacher who just like understands people's bodies and takes care of them. Yeah. And warms you up to movements before they challenge you and then cools you down at the end. Like there's like this, I don't know, dynamic to, there's a flow. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. They actually teach you to do that. They teach you to do it. <laughs> yeah. They, this is like, well, at least that's how, you know, I was taught was like, you, you know, warm them up and you yeah. kind of start off the floor and then you kind of do your sun salutations. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a peak pose, usually like a balance or something like that. And then yeah. you kind of s- slow down and then you lay down and then you give them Shavasana. Oh, Shavasana is my favorite. Oh my God. <laughs> I miss yoga so much. I miss yoga. I miss dancing and I miss karaoke. Mm. I really miss it. Yeah. At least I have my yoga on it. Like having done yoga for so long and working on my mind body connection and then going through cancer and doing as much yoga as I can, but not really, you know, it just, it's really helped me, you know, cause it is like, you know, it's like a moving meditation and like, you know, when I go through surgeries and I can't like, you know, move because the doctor tells me not to move and not be yeah. able to do yoga, which is like, so like, it sounds so counterintuitive because like, I want to stretch, but you can't stretch, you know? Right. Oh. Especially yeah. with the deep surgery. Yeah. I remember you did a, like a, an illustration about that. Like mm-hmm. you're wanting to do all this stretching and like movement and they've told you like you can't yeah. and how that is just like so hard but it's so funny because I realized how important it was not to do anything because the minute I did something I would hurt myself and and I have like I can you can see where I like you know I have those like lumpy scars and scar tissue yes I have a spot that I think I wore like pants that had a button on the inside you know and it like pressed against my belly and and now there's like this spot and I feel like I feel like there's a little indent there and I feel like that's what that was. Probably. So whatever. It's like, damn it. Can't we just yeah. have that one thing? Can't we have this one thing? <laughs> Out of all the things. Out of all the yeah, things. no, you can't have anything. No. All the things are, are done for you. Um, shit. Very, very shit, yeah. <laughs> Actually, since we're talking about we both had deep flap reconstruction mm-hmm. and I feel like we have different experiences of it. It's almost like we're two different people. Um, I, I had a really hard time with it. I had a hard time conceptualizing it before I had a hard time adjusting to my body. I would have dreams of my old body. I had a hard time touching my stomach. Hmm. I, I still do. I still, I think 
as much as I'm naked a lot in my own home and as much as I put so many lotions on, I'm always touching myself somehow. But if I'm just sitting there, I used to rest my hand on my tummy and it was like a comforting position for me. Yeah. And now I almost like avoid touching my naked belly if I can avoid it. That's crazy. Yeah. You need therapy. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Go cry to someone about this. (laughs) Exactly. Apparently, I haven't cried enough about it, and that's why it's still a thing. Um, Yeah. No, but, like, how do you feel? Because it seems to me that you're feeling pretty good in in this body situation. I am. I Because I started you know, pre-cancer with a body I wasn't so happy about, you know, I, as a teen into my twenties, I was, you know, really heavy. And then I lost all that weight fairly quickly enough to where I had a lot of like excess skin. And then I, you know, no amount of exercise or whatever will would have you know helped that because it's just you know loose skin and then having a kid and then you know trying to lose all that you know that is all hormone based you know losing you know baby weight and so like there's you know my body was just like you know not the best and it sucks because like I am I'm a thin person you know Mm -hmm. but I just have the everybody has those like issues and problems and, you know, I'm like, you know, just like seeing my belly, you know, just kind of like poochy and saggy. And I'm like, shit, you know, I'm not, I tried, you know, I'm all like peace, love and happiness. I'm like, but I hate <laughs> my stomach. You know, it's just like, it's so anti yes. of what I want to be. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I have stopped. I have just stopped trying to reconcile yeah. what I say I believe about my body and and women's bodies and people's mm-hmm. bodies and what I feel yeah. about my body. Because I will say all body shapes are, like, good with me. They yeah. all look good to me. They're all attractive. I'm interested in seeing all of them naked. Yeah. And, and yet I have this very specific idea of what my body needs to look like. Yeah. Which is not anything that I would project on anybody else, but am I? Maybe I am. And like also, why can't I let go of that? I really want to let go of it. I know. I that's why I, I that was one of the hardest things. I'm like, can't I let go of this? Can I not let go of this? You yeah. know? And Right before I got, you know, diagnosed with cancer, I was really fit, you know, and I yeah, was so healthy, so. you know, mm-hmm. weren't we all like that? I was so <laughs> proud of myself. And then I got cancer. I'm like, shit. God damn it. And then like, you know, all the chemo treatments and hormones and all that, you know, and no, I didn't gain weight. I mean, I did gain weight, but like I didn't gain a lot of weight. So I'm grateful for that. But still, you know, I'm like still trying to like, I have cancer, still love my body. And I'm like, fuck, that stomach is still there. <laughs> <laughs> no amount of cancer can replace the voice in your head that's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. I don't like that about you. You don't, That doesn't look good in that outfit. And it's like, oh my God, shut up. Leave me alone. I just want to feel good in an outfit. Yeah. That's another reason I have to see a therapist. Anyway. <laughs> but your post, well, your post deep flap 
body is like you're kind of feeling it huh oh my gosh yeah because i think what what i think is just like hilariously funny is that like as much as i hated my stomach and how like you know the axis skin it became a boob it was like almost meant to be like you know like i had to grow it you know like when you grow a clone to like get spare uh-huh. body parts that's like this yes. way i feel like that like belly oh part. You grew like your own like boob in your belly and then <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It did come to a moment where I was like, damn, if my body was a little bit bigger, my boobs could or if my belly was a little bit bigger, my boobs could have been <laughs> the size I really wanted them. But whatever, man. Yeah. But it's funny because like, okay, so I'm like totally fine with my belly, you know. I'm kind of having a hard time with the boob, though. Like, Okay, talk to me about the boob. Is it just one? You just did one like me? Yeah. but And I'm then the other go... one? So the other one got left alone, and but we are in May going to kind of do, like, touch up and do a fat graft in the other breast. Cause, oh, nice. You know, she wanted to see how I healed first before we, you know, dove into that. But, like... Definitely. It's... You know, it's more perky than I ever had a boob before. <laughs> and I always had small boobs, too. So, and I never cared. I was never a boob person. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No, I was an ass person the whole way because that's all I had to work with. I didn't I have I don't boobs. even have an ass. I. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry anyways, for your loss. I know. <laughs> that Maybe that's why I really wanted a small stomach because I'm like, at least this I can have. Maybe um, my butt will look bigger. <laughs> Although I have to say my hips look bigger and I kind of like that. Um, Yes, it does do that. Yeah. Yeah. So my new boob, it's like, it just looks kind of weird. Like it, you know, it sits weird and I still have my nipple, which is non-functioning. I do. Yeah. It's like just kind of there. But it like sits higher up than my other one. And so like, I have to constantly like, you know, adjust it. In a in a in a whatever bra yeah, or whatever in a bra in a swimsuit I'm like, and my other boob can only reach so high. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so my boobs don't totally match. They didn't match before, so whatever. No, neither did mine. Um, right, my Who's nipples does? did. <laughs> yeah, maybe your nipples did lay at the same. My plastic surgeon was some kind of magician because she. I had the tissue expander. Mm-hmm. for a while and she would like tape up my boob to like make sure that my nipple stayed like where mm. she wanted it to stay it's like she had a vision for how this was going to go down now all that being said we did have to switch out the implant because we kind of overestimated how much would go into this boob and over time because my deep flap I'm like two years out now mm-hmm not from not from uh, fat grafting, but from the initial surgery. It was yeah. in March of 2020. And we're like, what are we 2022 now? Yeah, it's been two years. Anyway, that deep flap boob, it will settle. Yeah. It's not going to be that high in like a couple of years. It's going to kind of settle. Now my deep flap boob is a little bit, it lies lower than my implant boob. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it it's like a, a, the profile. My implant boob has a little more projection, and my deep flap boob is like a little flatter, mm-hmm. but but wider. It's it's not perfect. 
but it's a beautiful job that they were able to do. Yeah. And, oh no, definitely. You know, it's, it's crazy what they can it's do. Crazy yeah. Crazy what they can do. I I didn't get an expander, you know, because they had to get really deep on the radiation because it was okay. like, you know, yeah. So they're like, well, if we put an expander, they might have to take it out for radiation, yada, yada. Wow. And I'm like, then, you know what? I'm like, I'm not going to do an expander. You know, I don't want to go through the hassle. Yeah. So, but that makes, that makes an interesting, you know, thought of, so my nipple was just as it just was. Just kind of freewheeling it there. Yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah, that was a little, you know, and the, you know, another thing that I did that was kind of interesting that, you know, which is, you know, like what I like to talk about with, you know, my breast cancer story is I went through physical therapy, you know, post radiation. Mm. So what the physical therapist did was they would just kind of like massage and loosen up the skin in the radiated area because it was all stuck to... So like they did that and now post eat flap, you know, I'm going again and they're just kind of like, you know, oh, massaging really? cuz it's all I like I want that. I know. And they do a little, little laser. <laughs> they do lasers? Yeah. Pew pew pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Get that boo. <laughs> I want lasers. I want more lasers on my body. Yeah. They hurt like hell. This one is just like the light, so it doesn't hurt. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. But it the like the so the, basically it's like the light frequency, the red light frequency of that laser okay. breaks apart the, you know, the scar tissue. Huh. Have you ever seen the Dr. Dennis Gross uh red light mask? Mm-mm. It makes you look like an android. You put it on your face. It's like a face. It's like a, it's the shape of a sheet mask. You've seen that one? But it's got yeah. like rose gold and white, and you look like an Android person. That's got red light in it. Could I possibly use that on, on my your boob? boob? Yeah, I is it that kind of red light? Because, I mean, in that case, it could technically be a medical device that I could write yeah. off. They're expensive. <laughs> They're really expensive. They're like $400. But Sephora's having their 20% off right now. Sephora. Yeah, so. Hashtag Sephora. Sponsor us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'll make you a commercial. I'm good at it. Anyway. Um, okay. You got a new belly button then too, right? So from what I kind of look at is I feel yeah. like, like she cut it out and then just like placed it in a new area. So she moved your belly button? Yeah. Do, I mean, here. This is like, I'm gonna show you. Okay, show because me this is what and we can do. I'll show you mine. Show so, me yours. I'll show you mine. Yes, yes, this is what mine looks like. Okay, so did they make yes. it? Yes, I don't know. I always assume they made that... it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> See, that's so pretty. <laughs> it's really pretty. She also gave me abs. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I saw that. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah. I wanted to talk about, because I don't have kids, famously. <laughs> and the last woman in the world who hasn't had children. Um, and I don't want them, and I never did. But Lauren does. And it just seems like a lot of work. It and is. And then you get cancer. And you also have to like be a mom so yeah. what how does that work <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because thank you covid 
that threw in a huge wrench of me going through cancer. Oh, right. I always, it's a running joke with me and, you know, my doctors would be like, so tell me how your stress level is. And I look at them. I'm like, oh, the cancer part seems really easy because at home I have a, you know, eight year old kid that is, you know, virtual school and is in a pandemic and just can't go and be with his own kind. Go away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And your own kind. (laughs) And I, I know, I always say that. So and I can't, and going through chemo and going through radiation and feeling like shit, I could go in my room, but he's still in the other room. Like I couldn't, I couldn't check out. Yeah. You know? He's always there. You're always on. Yeah. You're always, always working. On. Oh, shit. It sounds awful. It sounds terrifying. That's a dystopian novel for me. Yeah, I know. I love, I love my kid. I really, really do. I love my husband. I don't want him around all the time. Right? I mean, I can only imagine a child because they're not making me food. They're not helping me clean. They're not doing the laundry. They're not helping me hang that curtain rod just so. (laughs) So I can feel, you know, a little more at home in in my house or in my apartment that I have to be in all the time because it's a pandemic and I can't go anywhere without anxiety. Like, no, they don't seem helpful at all. They just seem... Like they're there with needs that you have to fulfill and then you don't really get in return anything. No. I mean, you know, you get stuff when you're I'm going to sound awful. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm baiting you into sounding awful, but I do that to parents because (laughs) I think it really is awful. It's funny because I'm always the person that I'm like, you know, kids are assholes. Yeah, for sure. You know, they haven't learned to be decent. You know, it's not totally their fault. No, exactly. Exactly. I always, you know, made sure that whatever was going on in our lives and such, we'd always be honest to my kid. You know, kids are smart. They're actually human. You know, they might not be fully developed human, but they're human. So Mm. they can tell when you're bullshitting or they can tell when you're hiding something. And so I was like, you know what? There's no point of me trying to hide cancer, you know, with my kid. Again, thank you, COVID, because I got the call at home while he's, like, on his virtual class. Oh, my God, no. No. I couldn't cry because I was like. You couldn't cry because I freak him out or kids get freaked out when parents cry? Oh, yeah. You know, I was like. Okay, I have cancer. All right. I'm going to, you know, eyes got really watery. And then I look over. I'm like, my kid's still in class right now. I can't freak oh out. Okay. Suck it in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Wow. We told him and I told him, you know, I have cancer. This is what's going to happen. You know, I don't know exactly all the steps in it. I might lose my hair. I might not lose my hair. Again, you know, just in, let him know, like, hey, I really don't know what's going on either. I'm kind of scared, too. This is kind of like, yeah. you know, crazy shit. Um, without saying the word shit to him, because, again, you know, I'm a parent. Children, right. <laughs> Children. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was always honest with him. And I always told him, I'm like, dude, you know, just ask me any questions that you have, too. And that's it. I was always honest with him. And I, I kept it, you know, lighthearted and when I could. And 
also told him when it was hard and <laughs> I was that mom when he's in his little Zoom class. I'm yeah. in the mom in the background with a bald head just dancing. <laughs> I'm like, I it is That's my awesome. obligation as a mother to embarrass my child and Okay, I see. Yeah, so I will. <laughs> but you know he's he seems stable he does you know and i wrote this in the notes he seems like a cool kid like a cool kid he just seems like i don't know very like uh i don't know how you i can just tell this over instagram which is our you know main interaction but he just seems like empathetic yeah and insightful for like a nine-year-old yeah you know, he's he's a really sensitive kid. And I'm learning Good. also that, you know, as much as adults right now think that our world is messed up and, you know, all this stuff still exists and, you know, hating on, you know, whatever race and color or sexual orientation, like that's our problem. Our kids, mm-hmm. my mom, I think my kid was like five years old. She's like, so five years old so do you have a girlfriend and my kid was like like what <laughs> yeah was, like what are you talking about I know. he's like i like to play with legos <laughs> <laughs> i like legos because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not a thing for them it's not yeah and i'm trying to not make it a thing either you know but it's kind of cool. Like, I love seeing, you know, I love seeing kids not give a shit because they don't, they don't know any different. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I have, yeah. I do have faith in our future. <laughs> I do. T- I do too. And I have to yeah. remind myself of that. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have a kid and I'm not around children a lot um, through choice. They're scary and unpredictable and oh, I don't understand are. what they're thinking. <laughs> Uh, I don't. And then when a child doesn't like like me, I'm like, oh God, it sees me. <laughs> right. It sees right through me, and that's just too much yeah. for me. But I just feel like children will accept whatever's presented to them. Mm-hmm. And if one day their classmate comes to school in pants and a hoodie, and one day their classmate comes to school in a dress instead. They would just be like, oh, he's wearing a dress today. Yeah. Like, we don't fucking care. We like Legos. Yeah. And it's not ignorance. It's just an openness. Yeah. And it's funny. That we lose over time. He's like, my favorite color is green. My favorite color is pink. And he loves playing Legos and he loves stuffed animals. And I'm like, yeah. "Yeah." You know, it's like he he has his balance. And Uh so... Yeah, he's a really cool, sensitive kid, and I really appreciate that, you know. And I sometimes I sometimes I'm like I try I appreciate it a little bit too much. I'm like, yes, you're not like a standard typical male. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a basic bitch. I'm yeah. so glad for you. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you're weird, mom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we he knows that already. That's awesome. I know. That's but. awesome. I just. Uh, to grow and, up in a household where anything is possible and nothing is forbidden, you know, yeah. that would have been 
That would have been something. Ooh, anyway, therapy. <laughs> more therapy talk. <laughs> I know that's all we're gonna do. Just like, yeah, that's what therapy's for. Uh huh. It really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your creative side because it's what drew me to you and your Instagram account mm-hmm. in the first place. Like these drawings you do, the illustrations, Bonnie or Boo Bonnie. I don't know. I love the I loved like the metaphor of it with yeah. you know, she's got the ear that's missing because she had anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't understand one how you draw. Like I don't understand if like you're drawing it on paper or is it, like a digital it's gotta be a digital Mm-hmm. I don't get how you do that. And then you put it on stuff and you have an Etsy shop, which I got one, your moon pin, which is so cute. And I put it on a lot of, I put it on my fanny pack. I put it on my jean jacket. Anyway, talk about that. Talk about like your creative side. <laughs> so yeah, um, being creative is something that I've been, you know, since I was a kid, you know, it started with the drawing because drawing was always the easiest thing to do, you know, back mm. in our day, you know, there was no computer and digital illustration. Um, and then, you know, as soon as, you know, the internet hit, you know, I started getting into kind of digital stuff and digital art. And I actually went to school for digital illustration, digital imaging, which was, I geeked out on, cause I'm like, this is so cool. I can, you know, as I'm a lazy person. <laughs> so drawing and then like having to color it in or painting, I don't even paint cause that's too much. You it's know? just too much it stuff. Is. Yeah. It's so such a commitment you put a you paint something and it's there ah you can't do it no there's no eraser to that um i haven't even tried i have no clue (laughs) you should try it not very Um, artistic but so yeah so now i have my ipad okay and i have an apple pencil and Mm. i i have this like art program called procreate and i just draw on there it's so wild because like you choose a brush. It's like a pencil and it acts like a legit pencil or a marker. Wow. It acts like it's so crazy. I, again, That's I so neat. Out. It is so neat. It is so neat. I'm like doing like pencil sketches going, this feels like a real pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I can erase it. Yeah. So, but yeah, being creative is just a way, an outlet for me to, connect with people and just kind of get my voice and my story across. Um, Even before cancer, I'm that type of person that like, I just want to tell people that like anything is possible, you know, you know, you can have a shitty day, but you can also have a good day. You can, you know, hate your job, but you can also get a better job or you you know, I'm not a creative person. No, you can be creative. You know, it just, I, that's always been just, you know, and same thing with yoga. Like anybody mm-hmm. can do yoga. And, yeah. and so that's kind of like, you know, my main thing is just like getting my message across to the, the normal people just. And so when I got cancer, I'm like, okay, how am I going to tell my story? Because cancer is confusing. If you don't work in yes. the medical field and if you never had cancer, Yeah. You don't know what it is. Even if you like, you know, had someone, you know, knew someone who had cancer, that still doesn't even prepare you, you know, for what cancer is. Right. So, you know, I wanted to use, I wanted to make these little comics just to make it so applicable to people, whether you have cancer, someone has cancer, um, 
even for my family, for them just to understand because, you know, they have these preconceived notions of what cancer is, you know, like, yeah, you're going to die. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not jump right to that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Give it some time. Um, So, you know, I, in, in making these comics applicable, you know, I'm like, let's make it a little animal because if I make it a human, you know, I'm, I get into my head. I'm like, well, if I make it human, if I make it female, well, I'm white, but I also wanted to cater to, you know, people of other races and, or, mm-hmm. you know, so. Be inclusive and stuff. Yeah, I want to be inclusive, you know. So I'm like, yeah, make a rabbit and then have other animals that are represent other people. But, um, so let's see. Now I'm all like, I get so nervous that you're recording this. <laughs> like, oh. I forget. I just like totally forget. Well, you know, it's like you've been doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my drawing. It this is, is the only it, thing it that is. I can do. Exactly. Like, if you were to give me an iPad and like a special pencil, the magic pencil or whatever right now and be like, just draw like a comic. Just like, yeah. you know, draw anything. I'd be like, oh, uh. <laughs> I would freeze. Yeah. But like yeah. talking, <sighs> forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, just telling my story and being honest, and you know, my natural personality is always to be lighthearted, and you know, yeah, cancer scary, and yeah, you know, chemo sucks and radiation sucks, but I just I don't my mind doesn't go to the suck right away. You know that's. Mm. That's years of inner work. (laughs) (laughs) My self therapy Uh, to get to that point. (laughs) Right. Um, Because, you know, I I think I did a comic one time. I'm like, you know, people are wondering why I'm always so happy. And I'm like, well, you know, I just, I have a choice. I have a choice either to be absolutely miserable and fall into that spiral of misery. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Sucks. Or I can, yeah, or I can choose to be, you know, positive and look for, you know, the best in situations. And that feels good. And if that feels good to me, that feels good to others. And yeah, you know, it just just feels better. (laughs) Yeah. Because I hate the spirals. It does feel better. Yeah. The spirals suck. And there's a time and a place. For like a death spiral. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in like a funk right now where yeah. like I don't feel positive about anything and I want to be late to things. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> but I, I know that I've done it before and I'll snap yeah. out of it. But it just. It sucks. Because you, you feel stuck when you get down there. It feels like a pit. It does. And, and it takes so it, much I, energy to climb yourself out of it. More energy than if you just stayed out of there in the first place. But we we need that suck time too. We need those rock yeah. bottoms. I feel that I'm in a I'm out of my funk. You know, I was you know because right. you know after chemo and after all those treatments, you're like shit. Now what? You know, right, right. And the surgery was like okay, and now you're done. And I'm like okay, it's like. So how do you find a job in a pandemic, you know? And I want to be selective because guess what? I hated my job. It 
made me feel like shit. It made me a horrible, it made me a really stressed out person. Which, me too. Yeah. I've had that job. Yes. You know, and you can tell when it's not doing any good on your life or on your body. And I do not want to get to that place again. Right. You know, it's like, I suffered enough. I suffered enough with cancer. And now I don't want to suffer. You know, I don't want to be that, you know, I don't want to have to suffer for other people just to get paid. That sucks. Yes. You know, so like, okay, so now what? Now what? Now what? I think what surprises me the most is how much it stays with you. Like it's, you know, cancer and it's all that happened. It's like deeply ingrained trauma that I want to be away from it now. I'm sick and tired of it. But at the same time, it's like, it's still really cool being able to talk to people who have cancer or who are going through cancer. And I want to be that person, you know, who supports them and helps them out and, I obviously want to make, you know, my little comics into a book into, you know, so people can buy it and give it to people. And we, you know, and I'm like, for the longest time, I'm like, how do I end this? How do I end this book? You know, how do you end a book? You know? Yeah. (laughs) At what point do I go at the end? You know, because. Yeah. Wasn't that a crazy story that happened? Yeah. The main character didn't die. So. (laughs) And there's no happily ever after. It's like so much like. No, it's anticlimactic in a lot of ways. It is. And I'm like, but how do I, how do I end this? You know, I'm like struggling. I'm like, is this the last post? But wait, I still got more going on. Because again, you, there's still more going on. You have medication, you have, you know, touch up surgeries, you have, you know, whatever. And that's just like. PTSD. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I think that kind of like just sums it up for me. It's like, there is no end, you know, and mm. I definitely don't want to make like a multi book thing. You don't want to create a multiverse that's no. based on a bunny that gets I, breast no cancer? Series. I don't need a series. Your cancer, whatever. <laughs> I don't need a trilogy. You I don't, don't want to do just... like a wheel of time like sized uh saga so when i die i have to have someone else writing it for me and then you have to like have someone else (laughs) i mean they'll be really good at it like it's it's not gonna be like a step down or anything so i will i'll Uh, I'll just pen it in brandon sanderson yeah brandon sanderson will take over bubani uh when you die because it will be an epic 20 book illustrated saga yeah 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 he's got the time okay he wrote like seven books in the during the pandemic like fuck that guy we have me and my husband have these conversations about him all the time like how does he write so many books i don't and and he puts out so many books and then he's doing wheel of time and then all of a sudden he did that kickstarter that raised a shit ton of money he just did you watch the youtube video of him i I watched a little bit of it it's so good it's so good then he goes to the chalkboard and he's got like his time wheel his literal wheel of time where he it's a pie chart and he's got like what he spends all his time on and i was just like fuck you dude for being so good at what you do and also just like for being prolific in a time where the rest of us were just trying to survive yeah but the thing like, is, how dare you, so sir? Many books before, like that's yeah, what, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, 
I haven't done that with anything in my life. No, right? I'm too lazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's laziness or if it's just... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was built for a life of leisure. I can't... I can't be mad about that. I had no choice in the matter. My Victorian white skin. Yes. Oh. More. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't built for labor. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, love, hate that guy. <laughs> uh, okay. The one thing I will say about the panini that we've all been experiencing for the last two years <clears throat> is... It has offset. I, I have been able to project some of the anxiety I feel about breast cancer onto the pandemic, which has been nice. It's a little variety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, a little, it's like, oh, okay. I can fear death from another source now. <laughs> How refreshing. I, I remember when I had a coworker and she's like, we might have to social distance. I'm like, what's social distancing? I had no idea what that was. Yeah. <laughs> and like, now I'm into it. I know, right? Let's keep it up. It's been so, so good. Yeah. The first time I felt like someone else's breath near my face, like since the pandemic, which has only happened a couple times, it yeah. has been quite startling to me. And I'm like, how did we ever talk face to face without yeah. masks before this? Yeah. How did I ever stand it? But I feel like being immunosuppressed and going through cancer and chemo and all of that pre-pandemic was like a primer for me because I already knew how not to touch anything. I already mm. knew how to stay far away from people. I already knew, you know, it It was like a practice round. I feel like that, you know, with having a kid because kids ah, are, are germ disgusting. carriers. So yeah. it's like, mm, wash mm, your hands first. Mm. Oh God, I'm kids so are gross. so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're awful and, and we should stop making them um in conclusion <laughs> Susie yeah. thank you for being on the show and for not only being a special guest star but also being a special guest star host yes. and this has been awesome um you can follow Susie on Instagram at feeling creatively yes also you have an Etsy shop feeling creatively <laughs> feeling creatively on Etsy there's like a spattering. There's like banners, there's pins, there's stickers. I do everything. What else? I do. It's just books. And I also have uh, on Etsy called Feeling Nerdy, which <gasps> is, it's digital products. How do I not know about this? I know. I've been kind of on a down low about it. Just cause okay. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. World premiere. World Feeling premiere. Nerdy Feel on yes. Etsy. On Etsy. Digital shop. Yes. Right now, it's it's like birthday invitations and like, but like nerdy stuff. It's been doing good because nerds Ooh, I love unite. <laughs> nerds unite, man. We got to keep the nerds together, yeah. which we will do. Yes, I'm I'm into it. Check those out for sure. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Follow us on Instagram at Breast Cancer Is Boring. You're awesome people, and we love you. And thank you. Bye. And goodbye. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha